Welcome to the Schwab Market Update podcast, where each trading day we recap key market results and statistics. I'm Keith Lansford, and here's a summary of what happened today, Tuesday, October 3rd. The unrelenting climb in Treasury yields triggered broad losses in U.S. equities Tuesday, leaving the S&P 500 index and NASDAQ composite at four-month lows. The 10-year Treasury note yield, which has been marching steadily higher since August, topped 4.80% Tuesday, a level not seen since 2007. The rise reflects mounting concerns that the Federal Reserve's higher-for-longer interest rates could be with us much longer than previously anticipated. The proximate cause of Tuesday's surge higher may have been a stronger-than-expected labor market reading released earlier in the day, which boosted expectations that another interest rate hike could be in store this year. Companies of all sizes got caught in the ensuing market turmoil. Goldman Sachs led declines among Dow Jones Industrial Average stocks with a more than 4% drop to a a 9.5-month low. High rates can hurt banks and other companies in the financial sector by putting their margins under pressure. The KBW Regional Bank Index dropped over 2% to a 2-month low. Small-cap stocks were also hit, with the Russell 2000 index dropping 1.7% to its lowest close in six months. Volatility expectations based on SIBO's volatility index, or the VIX, jumped to their highest level since late May. Randy Frederick, Managing Director of Trading and Derivatives at the Schwab Center for Financial Research, says rising Treasury yields, stubbornly high crude oil prices, and a strengthening dollar are all weighing on stocks. Hawkish comments from some Fed officials earlier this week and renewed uncertainty over Congress, specifically a potential ouster of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, contributed to the unease. But the 16-year high on 10-year yields is probably the biggest factor weighing on equities, Randy says. Here is where the major benchmarks ended. The S&P 500 index was down 58.94 points, or 1.4%, at 4,229.45. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 430.97 points, or 1.3%, at 33,002.38. And the Nasdaq Composite was down 248.31 points, or 1.9%, at 13,059.47. The 10-year Treasury note yield was up about 11 basis points at 4.791%, and SIBO's volatility index was up 2.17 points at 19.78. Energy shares were among the few gainers as WTI crude oil futures rose for the first time in four sessions after dropping sharply from a 13-month high above $95 a barrel. The U.S. dollar index strengthened for a third straight day, touching its highest level since November, reflecting expectations that rates will remain high. What's next for the dollar with so much impact on the global economy? Schwab's Kathy Jones discusses it in her latest article. As far as stocks on the move, Airbnb fell 7.2% after KeyBank downgraded the stock to sector weight from overweight, citing the possibility the company's margins had reached a near-term peak and revenue growth could decelerate. 
Emerson Electric fell 1% after UBS downgraded the industrial company's stock to neutral from buy, citing indications the stock was fully valued. HP gained 1.8% after Bank of America upgraded the computer maker's stock to buy from underperform, citing an improving outlook for the PC market and expectations the company's cash flow problems hit their bottom in the company's 2023 fiscal year. McCormick & Company fell 8.5% after the company's quarterly revenue fell short of projections. Point Biopharma soared 85% after Eli Lilly said it would buy the cancer therapy maker for roughly $1.4 billion. Eli Lilly shares fell 2.5%. Veralto Corp. sank nearly 10% a day after the company started trading as a public company, following a spin-off by former parent Danaher. Danaher shares rose 1%. And Warby Parker rose 4.2% after Evercore ISI upgraded the eyeglass retailer's stock to outperform, saying the stock could rally more than 50% as the company's margins and revenue growth reaccelerate. Third quarter earnings season really kicks into gear around mid-October, though some companies are expected to report results next week. The next earnings season could offer something of a respite for investors who've been whipsawed by a slew of political and market forces in recent weeks. Earnings season can't arrive soon enough for me, Randy says. Perhaps that will be the catalyst the stock market needs to overcome or at least stem this slump. Treasury yields were already rising early Tuesday when a stronger-than-expected job openings and labor turnover survey or JOLTS report for August from the Labor Department triggered an even sharper move up, says Schwab Chief Fixed Income Strategist Kathy Jones. There were 9.61 million job openings at U.S. businesses in August, up nearly 700,000 from July. Analysts had been expecting number closer to 8.8 million. Much of the increase was in professional and business services. The surprisingly strong number suggests the labor market continues to defy an inflation-battling Fed even after the central bank's historically aggressive interest rate increases of the past 18 months. The JOLTS report raised concerns that Friday's employment situation report could also prove too strong for comfort, Kathy says. That report is expected to show non-farm payrolls increased 158,000 in September, down from a 187,000 expansion in August, according to Trading Economics. The unemployment rate is expected to fall to 3.7% in September from 3.8% the month before. Rising bond yields can weigh on stocks for a number of reasons, not least because they can represent potentially competitive returns for less risk than more volatile equities. As a reminder, bond yields rise when bond prices fall. The magnitude of the recent surge has clearly unsettled investors. At the end of August, the 10-year yield was as low as 4.06%, meaning yields have rallied three-quarters of a point in just about a month's time. The market is troubled not so much by the level of yields as it is with the rapidity we got to these levels, Randy says. At a yield of 4.5% to 5.5%, treasuries present a compelling alternative to an equity position with a lower dividend yield, which is most of them. Taffy says the longer-term rise in yields is being driven by the Fed's higher-for-longer policy stance, which has created a term premium. 
In other words, investors are demanding more risk premium for adding duration to their bond portfolios since it looks like short-term rates will stay higher through next year, she says. We believe that the recent rise in yields is an overshoot, but it can continue, Kathy adds. It won't likely change until there is evidence the economy is showing enough to set up a Fed pivot or some sort of financial market turmoil spilling over into other parts of the economy. Investors are still pricing in relatively high odds that the Fed won't be changing rates at its October 31st to November 1st meeting, though they are less certain than they were a week ago. Late Tuesday, there was a 69% implied probability of rates remaining in their current 525 to 5.50% range at the conclusion of that meeting, according to the CME FedWatch tool. That's down from 73% Monday and 84% a week ago. This has been the Schwab Market Update Podcast. To stay informed, visit schwab.com slash market update or follow the show for free in your favorite podcasting app. And if you like what you've heard, please consider leaving us a reading or a review. It really helps new listeners find the show. Join us for another update tomorrow. For important disclosures, see the show notes and schwab.com slash market update podcast.